0: Around the nation and around the world, here's your host, Alexander Garrett.
1: Manning on a play fake, hooks right, throws right, passes, caught by Tate, makes a man miss to the 20, 15, he's seen a 5, backs into the end zone for a Touchdown!
0: The Sports Hour with Alex Gareth, a Sunday night edition. And that is Bob Papa, the announcer for the New York Giants, play-by-play guy on WFAN with the Manning to Tate, 51-yarder, previewing the Bills and the Steelers with my good friend, Michael Florio. Of course, you just heard Eli Manning, a 51-yard touchdown. Looking like Eli, the good and the bad, but the Giants do win it today by the score of 36 to 20. May it be his last game. Home game for the Giants, we'll have to see. But on the line with me right now is Michael Florio. He's with FantraxHQ.com and a big reporter for the NFL and also a classmate of mine at Queens College. Hey, Michael, welcome inside. And uh, tell us about, first of all, your journey from Queens College to covering the NFL.
1: Yeah, it was uh, an interesting Journey. I uh I after Queens College, I actually got a job as a a local reporter in Astoria, Queens, and I did that for a while. And on the side, I was doing covering high school sports. I was uh, also doing a lot of fantasy football writing. And through that, I ended up hosting a radio show at uh, the FNTSY Sports Radio Network. And then from there, I just got a job uh, with the NFL as a researcher and while that doing that, I pitched them some article ideas and such. And I started writing for them. And then uh, this year I started hosting, doing some videos for their, their, uh, the NFL fantasy app. And then I also, uh, from time to time, well, you'll see me on one of their shows. So that's always awesome.
0: So uh, congrats on all that. After Queens, we had Tim Draclis, if I'm not mistaken, that day. So congrats on all that. And now you're still following football to the minute. Now, for anybody confused about what happened today in Dallas, because that's been the lead story now for the afternoon games, what happened? There was a coin flip was misheard by Dak. What went on there?
1: Yeah, I don't know exactly what happened, but they were saying that that it, it was Dak called one thing and then it went the other way. I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm sure after the game we'll get a more elaborate explanation from the officials and, and from both the players involved and everything. But, yeah, it seems like it was a – A little bit of a wild time uh, in Dallas for that, but the Cowboys are absolutely putting it on the Rams right now, 37-7 with under four minutes to go. I I was
0: going to say that this has been so. There were there were two teams that needed rebounds, right? The Patriots after losing two weeks in a row, and the Cowboys, and both teams have really fit the bill against teams. You know, the Rams have not been the Rams of last year, and of course the Bengals are the Bengals. So if they didn't win this week, there would be even more trouble in both New England and Dallas, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, and while, while the Patriots won today, I mean, it was a game that I think everyone was expecting them to win. They beat the the one-win Bengals, and it was closer than I think I thought and most people thought it would be for, for the first half. The, the defense really blew it open in the second half. You had Gilmore with that pick six, but to me, I, I, I still think the Patriots are, I'll never count them out until we see them lose in the playoffs, but... They're not the Patriots of old, man. Tom Brady is not looking like Tom Brady. That offense has no real big playability in it. It's a lot of short and passes, dinks and dunks. So I'd still be worried if I'm a fan of both of these teams right now. Although this is a – I think this is a much bigger win for the Cowboys than the Patriots.
0: Well, and uh, I I would agree because the Cowboys, they – (laughs) they have the eagles who came back against the redskins in the last minute of play by the way breathing down their necks so they lose the eagles are right back in it uh that game was wild they end up winning it they have a fumble on the redskins but can't ignore that adrian peterson just tied gary uh walter payton on the rushers list
1: yeah it's awesome adrian peterson uh he's low-key having another strong season says he wants to come back next year and him and Frank Gore, they're gonna have competitions for who could play till they're to the oldest player in the league or something like that, because those two guys never want to go away. But Adrian Peterson's having a good year, and yeah, the the Eagles Cowboys play each other next week for the I believe next week for the division on the line, so that's gonna be a huge game. And uh, by the way,
0: you're in your Bills hat. We'll get to them in a minute, but I also know you do some fantasy breakdowns. So who disappointed you today? Who didn't disappoint you? What where would you where do you rank on all that?
1: Oh, I mean, the Rams were have to be the biggest disappointment for me. I, I thought uh, th- the way they've played the last few weeks, I thought their offense was back to at least not what it was last year, but I thought we could trust Robert Woods. And, and Todd Gurley found the end zone twice, not a lot of yards, but Cooper Cup was another big bust. Higby had a, a pretty big game, but pretty nice game, but not the big one of like we've seen in recent weeks. Uh, another disappointment was Baker Mayfield in the Browns' offense. I mean, Odell... And Nick Chubb had solid games, but the rest of them not really living up to what I, I expected. And uh, some guys who hit, man, Anthony Miller continues to hit. He's been awesome. Him and Alan Robinson both need to be played for the Bears. They they've both came through. Danny Amendola was someone that I was higher on than most this week. I thought he was going to be in store for a big week, and he did come through on that front. So... I was excited to see that. Those are some uh, some players that I got right and wrong this week.
0: And and obviously Lamar was another win this week for any fantasy owner after the demolishing of the Jets this week.
1: Oh, yeah, he is. Him and Christian McCaffrey are the two. You could pick either one of them. They are the two best assets in fantasy football. And Lamar, I mean, going for a career high in the week 15 is it, huge if you have him. I'm sure a lot of people who do will play him this week and a lot of them will be playing next week for championships.
0: Now, a a team that, to me, flew under the radar, but because they have Deshaun Watson, because they have DeAndre Hopkins, and because they got absolutely embarrassed last week, you would think they would have a rebound game, and they sure as heck did, they being the Texans. I mean, they needed a win like this after last week's drubbing by the Broncos.
1: Yeah, it was a huge win for them in Tennessee. They play the Titans now in two weeks. The the Titans get the Saints next week. They are a loss away from really being out of that race. And and that was a huge win for Houston. And if they could beat them again now in Houston in two weeks, the lock of that division.
0: And I was going to say nothing really right now tops what we saw in the 1 PM games last week with the saints and Niners just slugging it out. Uh, We may not see a game
1: like that the rest of the year. What do you think? Yeah, probably. I mean, 88 combined almost over 90 points Yeah, That, that doesn't happen often. And it, could be really that could be the nfc championship pre could it not oh definitely i think uh the saints you know i think they'll pull out a big win uh, t- uh tomorrow night and i think they beat the titans I-, I wouldn't be surprised if they run the table i think those will be the top two seeds in the nfc and very well could be the the title game but it would be in san fran more than likely because the only way they're going to be that that one seed is if they beat seattle if they lose that game to seattle they will not be the top seeds so Well, that and Seattle's
0: coming on like people forget, but they are still making noise in the upper Northwest.
1: Oh, yeah, they always will. As long as you have Russell Wilson, I just wish they let him throw more, man. Stop running the ball as much as they do. I understand Chris Carson's awesome, but you see today and and in weeks where you let Russell Wilson, you know, operate a little bit. He is your best player. Let him do his thing
0: now. And I would say the same with Lamar. I think Lamar is a great passer. And of course, he rushes a lot, too. But let him throw the ball a little more. It also keeps them more, you know, a little safer in the pocket. Because if you go out, you're going to have an RG3 type situation again, and we don't want to see that in the NFL anymore.
1: No, no, I, I trust Lamar. To, Lamar does a good job of avoiding a lot of these big hits, and I think there's never been a, a more dynamic quarterback in the sense that I think he is out of. He's the most dangerous rushing quarterback I think we've ever seen, and one of the best passing russian quarterbacks he's better than michael vick ever was already and he's still only he's younger than joe uh, Burrow. i mean just that that, i was gonna ask you about that i mean Burrow.
0: uh, would you say the bama game cinched his uh heisman last night do you think that game specifically cinched it for him
1: yeah i would say so and i also think i mean it, it locked him up as the number one pick i think we'll see him uh in a in an orange and black cincinnati Bengals jersey next year
0: well, and, you know, that would be amazing. You got him there and Baker in, in Cleveland. That would be quite a Ohio uh, football town football towns now. So we'll have to see. And uh, those are two towns that are kind of legendary, and I want them to get back to good football franchises because they were, at one point, a decent franchise.
1: Yeah, you'd have them, and then in that same division, you'd have Lamar and uh, he, a Big Ben when he returns. Yeah. That division could be very tough. Well, now that we're in the NFC North, I know that you're wearing the Bill
0: hat right now, Bills hat right now, because you're a big Bills fan. They do play the Steelers. This is a must win. You know, you're not gonna beat the Ravens. That's almost a given. They gave him a good run, though. But now you face the Steelers who have had their on and off days. How big, especially for Josh Allen, is this game?
1: Uh I think it's a very big game, uh, in the sense that it's a game that if you are a true playoff team, if you are a team that views yourself actually as a team that can make noise in the playoffs, you have to win this game tonight. I mean, I don't think the Bills need to win tonight to get into the playoffs because with the Browns losing today, with the Raiders losing today, it now all they need is really for the Saints to win tomorrow against the Colts and for the Saints to win next week against the Titans or the Titans to lose the week after to the Texans in Houston. And the Bills will be in regardless. They don't have to win another game if those if the Titans and Colts lose another game. But still, I think I think you want to win tonight. It's your first time on Sunday Night Football in in years. It's your first time. It would be your first time beating the Steelers in this millennial in, millennium. It'll be the first time you beat them in Pittsburgh in like 40 years. It'll prove to everyone that you are a legit playoff team and that you are a team that. You know, needs to be respected and such. So I think it is a big game for for this Bills defense and for Josh Allen.
0: And a note, I think I just saw a stat. They've they've won seven of the last eight games. Have the Steelers. So they're right now.
1: Yeah, they are hot. Um, they've they they've been up and down though, like you said, because even though they've won some of the games, like they beat the Bengals by one score, and it came late in the game when they pulled Mason Rudolph. Uh, I think. I think tonight is going to be a very, very defensive game. I think it's going to be low scoring. It had the lowest total projected total uh, for good reason. It's two of the top defenses in the league, uh, but I think both defenses are truly, truly legit, but I'll, I will I, like the Bills' chances because I will take Josh Allen over Duck Hodges. Third
0: or third, fifth-ranked defenses in the AFC? I mean, this is going to be a stellar matchup, but let's talk about... You just said Josh Allen. Anybody else, that's your who to watch tonight?
1: Uh, For for the Bills or for, for both sides?
0: For both teams, actually.
1: Yeah, for both sides, I think on the Steelers' side of the ball, it's James Connor. Uh, You gotta see how his shoulder is, especially for uh, those people who play fantasy football and such. It's a, It's a big question mark right now. We've seen him already once try to come back from this injury, and then still he got knocked out of the game and missed multiple weeks again. We gotta make sure that his shoulders healthy and see how he is used tonight. They said, it's going to be a committee with Benny Snell and uh, Jalen Samuels. And on the bill side of the ball, I think it's really the player to watch is Josh Allen. Cause I think John Brown and Cole Beasley, they're professional. Yeah, route- Cole. He's had yeah. a really
0: great renaissance a- year. Hasn't he back
1: year? Yeah. He's been awesome. They've been using him a lot in the red zone, but he's a professional route runner. You know what you're going to get out of Cole Beasley. You don't have to worry about him ever. Uh, I think, you want to see, other than Josh Allen on the offensive side of the ball, it would be uh, Devin Singletary, the rookie running back. Want to see how he can handle this defense, this pressure up front. But the the big test, it it all, it really does all come down to Josh Allen for the Bills.
0: Well, and we'll see if he meets that test. Now, got a question for you. You, you do all this. You're with Pro Football Talk. What questions do you get uh, in your day job that, that people are really asking you these days when it comes to the NFL?
1: Oh, I get a a ton of uh, fantasy football questions, like hundreds a week of who should I start between this guy or this guy, who should I pick up, uh, which defenses do you like this week, uh, so many questions, like fantasy is, uh, it's not just, you know, like a, a game that, a little hobby or anything anymore, like it's, people take it very, very seriously, people uh go very, very hard for it, and it's a lot of fun, so it's always fun to get asked those types of questions. And you're at uh, you're
0: at rather, uh, com is where we can find you. How often do you post up there?
1: So uh, I post twice a week on uh, the NFL fantasy page, NFL.com slash fantasy. One article uh, is all about slot receivers who have a great matchup that week. Uh, another one is uh, how all the touches for running backs and targets for everyone else were distributed by all teams. And then I, I give like a write-up after each team. Uh, that's over at nfl.com, and then I do a rankings my fantasy football rankings every week. Each position go pretty deep, and then I also on Sunday mornings host a video chat for them. So, lots and lots of places you can find my work.
0: And you are at Michael F. Florio on Twitter, so it's uh, it's great to reconnect with you. I know you got to get back to writing, I know you got to get ready for this game. You're a pumped up Bills fan. That's I got to ask though, you were a downstater like I am now here in California. How'd you become a bill fan? Like, where does that come from?
1: Uh, my dad, my dad was a big bills fan because he, he loved Jim Kelly. So when, uh, Kelly got drafted by the bills and ultimately ended up signing there, he just stuck with him and he would watch the bills every single week. And, you know, and then the early nineties, he'd be constantly going to games and stuff. And he got sucked in during that super bowl run. And I was too young to see any of those successful years, but growing up every Sunday, just with the bills on my TV, that's just ultimately what, uh, but stuck with me, and and it's sad to say, but at you know nine and four right now on Sunday Night Football, this is huh. this is the best Bills seasons I, I can remember. So it's been a lot do of. Do you fun. get any do you get any odd looks in California when
0: you're walking down the street with the Bills hat or not
1: really? No, because there's in LA there's so many people who are not actually from LA. So you see gear of all 32 teams, but it's cool because when you see someone else then with another Bills Chidore. hat. Like, Yeah, like today I was in the store real quick. I just ran in to grab something, and another guy walks up to me, and he's like, hey, big game tonight, go Bills. It's just like stuff like that happens a lot. It happens when I wear my Mets hats, too.
0: Well, and uh, hey, they have actually bolstered and we can talk about that really quickly. They bolstered it with – you know, we're talking about Garrett Cole, they're gonna announce that I'm sure this week. But you guys got Michael Waka, you got Porcello. Now Porcello didn't have the best year, but he's still a big signing for you guys into uh, twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, I, I like Porcello as a fifth starter, a reliable guy who can eat up two hundred and twenty plus innings every year. I think moving to the N L into a better pitchers park will help him as well. Waka I don't really love. I think he is You know, a flyer at best. I wish the Mets were uh, spending a little bit more money to go for it this year. But, hey, Steve Cohen in a couple years, uh, hopefully that will change.
0: That's going to be huge. I mean, I don't think any of us in our lifetime thought the
1: Wilpons would sell the team. But here we go. Yeah, oh, I – the richest owner in baseball, he spends more on art than the Mets spend on players. I cannot wait. And, uh, by the way, breaking news, watch –
0: you're uh, down the bay from you in San Francisco. Just let Madison Bumgarner go. He goes to the Diamondbacks. That shakes up the NL West a little bit.
1: I don't understand the Diamondbacks. You know, you trade Zach Greinke away. You trade. You didn't sign uh, J.D. Martinez a couple years ago when you had him. Uh, you could have made a little run for it when you still had Goldie. You traded guys like Goldie away. And then you signed Mad Bum to a five-year deal when you're supposed to re, re, be rebuilding. Mad Bum is a pitcher who was... Cy Young Award winner and was amazing a couple years ago, but he's had a lot of mileage on that arm and and has been trending downwards. I wonder what's sure. the, I worry about what the move from that that the friendliest pitchers park in in the league away from that going away from that what that's gonna have on him. And
0: you know what I think you're in the mindset of, of Arizonans like why did you get rid of Goldschmidt? He was our All Star, and yet you bring on Madison Bumgarner who hasn't been his best. So we'll have to see. But Michael, as I said, I'll let you go. Join the Bill's Bill Mafia crew. Enjoy this game tonight, and we'll see what happens. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, come back to the, the sports section because uh love having you on. Anytime. Well, thank you, Michael, and we will talk to you again. And uh, thank you for listening, and enjoy the Bill's Steelers tonight. And by the way, before I sign out, an update that the Niners lost to the Atlanta Falcons. Do you believe that? What a way to end the afternoon games. Now it's on to the Bills and Steelers. A stunner in San Francisco. And now on the Steelers and Bills.